The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast i'm one of your hosts my name is tack and with me as always is the other host of the show jimmy klein hello 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 and on this podcast we celebrate the iconic tv show the brady bunch as we break down the bunch one episode at a time what we do here jimmy as you know we take the episode oh, yeah. we break it down Yes, we do. We set it up with another cranky, no-nonsense episode. Hell yeah. Only to have them argue until they realize they may have misjudged each other all along. Aww. All for you, the listener. Aww. Aww. On today's episode, we take a look at Season 4, Episode 21, entitled, You're Never Too Old. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime! I kind of feel like that title is a metaphor for this show, Tech. How the Brady so? Bunch is never too old. Oh, oh yeah. Huh. Aw. That's right. <laughs> so in this episode... We uh, we tackle some granny love, granny porn, and all that. My week was fine, thank you. It was fine as wine. Can't chat, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's back up. How was your week, Jimmy? <laughs> Jeez, it, it was good. We got our Christmas tree up. <laughs> You're right. I did screw that up. Um, <laughs> that's good. Well, see, I got we got our Christmas tree up too, but it's <laughs> we actually got yours up before I did. Yeah, but it's it's not up. I mean, it's up. That's about it. So I put the tree up, and so um, I have these like these two strands of of lights that I've carried around probably over a decade. And it's like a family heirloom. As years go by, little pieces of the strand go out, and I'm like, so I've just been like pushing the the dark ones in the back. (laughs) Wow, that sounded bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> push the ones that aren't working in the back and then only bring the lit ones around, you know, but this been getting smaller and smaller. And so I finally dealt with it, got all the lights on the tree. It looked terrible because there's not that many lights that <laughs> really spread out. <laughs> and then like, as I finally get all the lights on half of them just go out. Boom. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I'm just going to take those two strands and throw them away. And I bought new lights I'm going to hang up on the tree and those are still sitting in a box next to the half lit tree. So (laughs) we had a similar issue because we have like a, like an eight and a half foot tall Christmas tree Mm. and um, we put all the lights on it, but for some reason they didn't stretch all the way down the tree. Like, I don't know what happened. We must've thrown um, a string away last year. Hmm. So we went to the store to buy new ones, but of course they didn't have the kind we already had. So we had to buy like four boxes of brand new one kind of things. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, yeah. Wait, so they didn't have like the brand and model? No. Well, no, I we didn't want the colors brand. to be different and stuff. Because it was like the bottom, like two feet of the tree or three feet of the tree rather. Yeah. 
And so we just decided to take everything off the tree and to replace all the lights with the new stuff. <laughs> so um, I have ID two three hundreds. You have ID two four hundreds. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Tear them all well, down. No, like, and we'll buy all new, brand new ones. The ones we had were these little balls, <laughs> balls, and they had um, they had like these. I can't remember what you. They weren't smooth. They were like rough, like diamond cut kind of, and they were LED. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. new ones are really smooth and they look like actual light bulbs, but the color of the, the, the lights are different. They're more of a pastel oh, where gotcha, the old gotcha. ones were more brighter. So. I get it. I get it. Just yeah. giving a hard time, Jimmy Klein. Yeah. So now we got these three strings. We're going to put around the house and make the place look like it's on fire. So it's just going to look like it, right? It's not actually exactly. Mean. Yeah. I hope okay. so. They're, I hope they don't catch the house on fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Never know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm getting all excited and jazzed for Christmas. I love Christmas time. <laughs> Do you know why? Um, because you get a bunch of presents? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't get anything for Christmas. I haven't gotten anything for Christmas in years. No, I just love the art of giving. I like I love it's like it's the true gift, really. It's giving. Nice. Um, we watched Home Alone before this started. Okay. All right. There you go. And uh, it, well, anyway, because it's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Who's your go-to artist for Christmas? And I know we're going way off track, but that's okay. It's all right. Because it's coming up on Christmas, and you know what? We're doing this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your go-to artist for Christmas? Artist? What do you mean? Like, like singer? Like if, yeah, like if you were going to, if you can only listen to one artist at Christmas time. Oh. Who who would you go to? Who would be your... If you say Mariah Carey, I'm going to shut this laptop right now. Okay, first of all, <laughs> um, back up. I happen to like Mariah Carey's Christmas song. Oh, God, are you serious? You mean the one they play all the time in stores? Yes, I like oh, it. Oh, God, it's terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's an instant uh, classic. No, it's not. Um, it's an instant <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with a wham on this one. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. No, I'm not really going to go with Wham, but but they had a good Christmas song too that plays every year too. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, probably something a little more croony, like you know, like uh, um, I like I, don't know, I can't pick one artist, like because I like a lot of the classical, like pri- yeah, the like classic Crosby and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. all that stuff too, like all the classic Christmas stuff. Like <laughs> when I was at work the other day, because I work with Sirius XM, so at work we actually play Sirius XM, you know, like mm-hmm. all throughout the office. And um, so we get to like pick music, not everybody, but I'm a supervisor, so I get to. <laughs> and uh, so I went over there and I was like, we're going to be listening to Christmas music. Anybody have a problem with that? And they're like, nope. I'm like, sweet. So I put Christmas classics on and it's all the things, you know, like. Chestnuts mm-hmm. roasting yeah. on an open fire, you know, yeah. things like Johnny Mathis and Bing Crosby, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like, I fucking love that stuff shit. Like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and everybody's just like, oh my God, can you put something else really? on? I'm like, what's wrong with this? And these, some of these are like older women. And then somebody's like, can we put something a little more contemporary on? I'm like, well, there's a contemporary what? Christmas playlist too. So I went to that one. And that's where you're going to hear, you know, like the Mariah Carey one. You're going to hear like in sync's like Christmas stuff. And <laughs> you're going to hear all the contemporary stuff that's made in the past like 10, 20 years or so. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anything with like a B, like the boys to men Christmas stuff. You know, that's where you're going to find mm-hmm. all that. So I played that for a while too, but which I like also, but I really enjoy the classic stuff better. 
Did that yeah. answer your question? I know you didn't give me like a, a good answer. I, I remember I used to listen to a lot of uh, um, um, what's his head's Christmas album. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> nope, no clue. <laughs> Harry County Jr. Oh, are you talking about Harry County um, Jr. Harry County Jr. Oh, okay, I was thinking of the other one. What's his name? Um, Michael Bublé. Yeah, Michael Ugly Bublé. Yeah, <laughs> I like him too a lot too. He's good. Yeah. I listen to Pentatonix a lot. Okay, and it's funny because they don't give a shit. They'll make any song and like put it on the Christmas album. <laughs> it's like you know this not a Christmas song, right? Yeah, like kind of sounds like a Christmas song. Not really. No, <laughs> hey, you it's put, not a Christmas song. You put jingle bells in it, and every like, song is a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> like they they put um, uh, my favorite things from Sound of Music. That somehow is album. a like, holiday that's Christmas, not a Christmas song. album. It is though. Not really. Every I mean, okay. First of all, I, I agree with you. It's not, but somehow <laughs> somewhere along the way said it is, and now that song <laughs> plays every Christmas for some reason. And or like playlist. the song Hallelujah. Like not yeah. Handel's Messiah, but the song Hallelujah, mm-hmm. they put that on the Christmas album. Like that's not really a Christmas song either, but What's I just think about? it's kind of funny. I don't know. I thought it was about the birth of Jesus. I thought. No, we're thinking of two different songs. Oh. Yeah. For the Lord God on Nipotent Rain. Okay. No, this is like a newer one where like the, the, he tied her to a kitchen chair or something like that. That song. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Sounds like a country know, song. You- <laughs> Actually, it would be more of a woman tying a man to a chair. That'd be more country. I don't know. I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll figure it out in a minute when we go on break. And I'll I'll let everybody know because I know everybody's dying to know now. Um, <laughs> everybody probably already does know, and they're yelling at us right now. Exactly. Yeah. You ever listen to Mr. Hankey's Christmas album from South Park? <laughs> no. Oh my God, that's a great album. They have a song on there called "Dead, Dead, Dead." And it basically yeah. says, enjoy this Christmas because someday you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, all the 12 year olds out there, you all need to listen to Mr. Hankey's Christmas album. It's amazing. I really hope there's no 12 year olds listening to our show. Well, no, there's a lot of 12 year olds. They're just in adult bodies. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. gotcha, they've, gotcha. they've made that clear. So yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. So let's move on from, well, I don't want to move on from Christmas, but we're going to move the show forward. And we're going to discuss some old men's now. <laughs> wow. Old we're people. Old men. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about old men's sex. No, I meant old <laughs> people's sex. <laughs> Holy jeez. I wanted to lick them. Have you ever put together like an old couple? No, but I, I saw some old people flirting one time. I used to uh, donate a lot of time uh, to nursing homes. I used yeah. to go in there and sing and juggle and stuff like that. And uh, I was doing one nursing home. This was up in Illinois. And uh, and I, there was this old man in a wheelchair that was rolling around. Because they, they do this weird roll thing where they just use their feet and not their hands. And they, it's like they're walking, <laughs> sitting down. Right, I've seen it. And he would go up to, to like an old lady and talk to him for a minute. And then he'd go to the next old lady and talk to him for a minute. And then and it, it kept going on and on. And he finally went up to this one old lady. And I see this old lady pick her foot up and put it on the rung of his chair and kick as hard as she could. And he went rolling across the floor. We were in the middle of singing. And it turned out that he was just like trying to sleep with all these old ladies. Like he kept bugging the shit out of them. So, so I kind of saw something like that. That's awesome. I always wondered like, because right now you look at an old woman, you're like, they are not attractive. Like I would never have sex with an old woman. But then like, as you get old, do you like all of a sudden like, hell yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Does that happen? I don't think that happens. I don't know, but you probably realize that they got a lot of experience and they really know what the fuck they're doing. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to be that know. old guy in the nursing home, but still going to be like, not still, but is going to be like pinching nurses' asses and stuff. And then I had a, an old man in a nursing home tell me one time, he's like, you know, it's awful being in here because in my head, I'm still like a teenager. Yeah. But I get to hang out with a bunch of old people. And he's like, the worst part is they act like old people. He's like, they yeah. don't want us to do anything really fun. <laughs> They're afraid yeah. we're going to hurt ourselves. But he's like, it sucks because, you know, I'm still young. I still want to do young per- person things. But, you know. Yeah, that's how he's like, I want to try video games and shit. But they want us to, you know, play bridge and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, man. All right. So we're going to get down and dirty with some old people in this episode. Yes. I mean, what? <laughs> That's really what I wanted to say. I nailed it. I nailed it. All right. So, so should I expect t- a knock on my door? Are you the. I, mean, I got an old lady next door, you know? I'm just saying. Gross. I didn't know if you hooked something up or not. So. <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Okay. Um, and I won't. So let's take our first <laughs> break. <laughs> And uh, when we come back, we're really going to break this down, but not too much because, you know, I want to break a hip. All right. But uh, we'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find Find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are uh, back. One thing I did want to bring up that I forgot to in the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> I literally had it in the notes right there. <laughs> was uh, So in this episode, we have uh, Flohan and Roe Reed <laughs> playing <Ooh>. uh, Robert Reed. <laughs> I'm only doing that because you were like, I'm trying to bring that back. So every time you say it, I'm going to be like, who? The um, fuck is that? Go ahead. Rory? Rory? <laughs> what? No. R- Rory? <laughs> okay. and Rory play like uh, great grandma and grandpa, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought uh, Rory's makeup was pretty good. I thought his makeup was really good. Yeah. And his performance was really good too. I would never have known it was him. No. Uh-uh. It was the voice. Yeah. The voice mixed with the makeup yeah. was really good. And it seemed like with her, with Flo, and they just were like, 
Yeah, put a couple of lines on her face and a wig. Should be good. Well, it seemed like with her, she was like just trying to be like a funny old person. Where yeah. he was like legit trying to be an old person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anywho. All right. So we got season four, episode 21, entitled You're Never Too Old. Uh, facts about the episode. It first aired on March 9th. That's my son's birthday. 1973. <laughs> written by Ben Gershman and Bill Friedman. Directed by Bruce Bilson. Um, according to IMDb, Flohan has played Carol Brady, Carol's mother from the Brady Bunch yes. movie, and Carol's grandmother, uh, great-grandma Hutchins in this episode. This is true. Uh, another thing is that Grandma Hutchins is from Owensboro, Kentucky. They don't never say that, though. They do in the beginning. They say from Kentucky, but they don't say Owensboro, I don't think. Yeah, they do. The do first, they? Okay. Yeah. Um, and Flohan grew up in Owensboro and graduated from Owensboro High School. Wow, nice. Yeah. Did did they know each other? <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, in case you didn't pick up on it, and plus I mentioned it, Grandma and Grandpa Brady are actually Florence Henderson and Robert Reed in yeah. makeup. Did what's did funny you, is they. I don't know that? about. I don't know how uh, how you watched it, but right at the beginning, it puts their pictures up, and it says. Yeah, played by Florence Henderson and played <laughs> right. by Robert. Like for him, it was impressive, away. but for her, uh, I mean, I kind of feel like in, when it comes to her, I kind of feel like it was just kind of a show-off episode where she was trying to show off. <laughs> but for Robert Reed, I kind of feel like he took it seriously, and they needed another actor, and so he filled in, kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> right, I agree. <laughs> All right, so you ready? I am ready. All right. Let's fade in. Scene one. Our story opens up and we see Alice in the living room, fluffing the couch pillows and setting them back up with precision and perfection. Lucky couch pillows. (laughs) She continues to dust the table and straighten all the chair cushions so everything looks just right. Meanwhile, Marsha and Jan come home from school and begin to set their books down on the horse statue table <laughs> near the stairs when Alice says, ah, 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 ah. Messing up the house today is a no-no. Surprise visitors coming. Jan asks, who? <laughs> Alice gives it away and says, your mother's grandmother from Kentucky. Didn't she just say surprise guess? Well, didn't she, did she say it plural? Because they don't know at this point that the grandfather's gone. No, they went and got the grandfather. Did you watch the episode, right? <laughs> right, but you, it, she says surprise visitors coming. Oh, At this maybe, point, it was only the grandmother. Well, maybe I mistyped, but maybe oh, okay. she said. <laughs> is, that, is that your wave just going around? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> the whole plot's wrong. Unless wow, you mistyped, strange. but that can't be right. It's so weird that Alice wouldn't know her lines. Like, you know, like. The script must have been wrong. <laughs> Unless tech mistyped, but that, that can't be no, right. No, no. No, it just doesn't make any sense. I think the director's at fault. <laughs> I think it was Bruce. He fucked up. But why does she say surprise visitor coming? And she's like, who? Yeah. Oh, it's your great-grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. like Will Ferrell's character in uh, Austin Powers. Damn it. You said it three times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Marsha, with much excitement, asks, Great Grandma Hutchins? Jen says, Oh, terrific. Alice, while still straightening up, says, 
Yeah, your mom and dad went to the airport to pick her up. Marcia says, oh, I can't wait. It's been years since we've seen her. Jan adds, wait until you meet her. You'll love great grandma Hutchins. Alice says, I'm sure I will. She must be an old lady by now. <laughs> Jan looks at Marcia in confusion and asks, old? Somehow I never think of her as old. Hmm. Marcia says, me either. She's got so much go, go, go. Alice says, well, if you haven't seen her for years, don't be surprised if some of her go, go, go is gone, gone, gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Alice didn't do some kind of like joke about herself. Like, well, yeah. I wonder where all my go, go, go went. You know, something stupid <laughs> like right. that. I totally thought that's where it was going to go to. Yeah. Go, go, go. Um, and just then we see Freddy Krueger walking to the front door. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? You can spot that makeup from a mile away. But she was wearing, like this red and green sweater and, and the hat, yeah, yeah. and I just look like and the, the makeup. Of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Her makeup just wasn't that good. Like a lot of people don't realize you've seen the movie The Exorcist, right? <laughs> yeah. The priest in that was a young guy. He had old old guy makeup on. <laughs> yeah. And so like for years and years They did a good job on his makeup And so for years and years like he aged naturally So it was like 20 years after the movie came out And they're like holy shit You haven't changed at all <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> No I was old like they had me in makeup so. Well it was like I was watching uh, <laughs> Going off tangents I was Tangent. watching uh, Prometheus And they have Guy I don't think I've ever seen that uh, What's his name Guy Pierce Yeah from the time machine Yeah um, and he's in it, but he's like wearing old man makeup. Okay. And I'm like, why the fuck is it? Because you can recognize it's him in, in old mm -hmm. man makeup because it wasn't very good. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's a scene where they go back in time and he's like young again. Mm -hmm. Nope. It's just him in old man yeah. makeup. <laughs> like, okay. That's like in Time Machine, they put those weird prosthetics in his lip so that his top lip, lip sticks out. Like, why? And then when he's in the future, he takes him out. Like, All right, whatever. Maybe it's just him. Maybe he just like requests like weird shit. Probably. Can you make me old in this? Why? I don't know. I think it'll help my character. Right, whatever. Anyway. All right. Let's get back on it. Um, now, we see an old woman sneak in the front door. She stops and yells out with a country twang. What kind of welcome is this? Where's the brass band? Marcia and Jane get super excited and hand their books out to Alice. They both scream, and Marcia says, Great Grandma Hutchins! They run over and give her a big hug. Great Grandma says, Oh, you precious kitties! Just look how beautiful! And that's without my specs! Just then, Mike and Carol had just come in the door right behind her. Mike, while carrying her luggage, says, Oh, come on, Grandma, for gosh sakes! He actually says that. Don't spoil them. <laughs> With Marsha, it's okay. But Jan, we don't want her to actually think that. <laughs> now, Alice is standing there with some folded towels in her arms waiting to be introduced. Carol finally <laughs> notices this and says, Oh, Alice, I'd like you to meet the pride of Owensboro, Kentucky. The one and only Connie Hutchins. Grandma Hutchins runs up to her and puts her hand out and says, Put her there, Alice. Alice awkwardly puts her hand out and shakes it. She laughs and says, I'm awful glad to meet you, Mrs. Hutchins. I've heard a lot about you. Grandma Hutchins pulls into her face and says, Lies, all lies. Unless, of course, it was something nice. Grandma and Alice just laugh. You know what would have been really funny? 
is well, if if Carol would have noticed Alice standing there and she's like, oh, God, I'm sorry, Alice. Uh, can we have some coffee? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carol says, Grandma, wouldn't you like to freshen up a bit after your trip? Because you're a little stinky in the car, you know? <laughs> you kind of need to change your depends because you smell like urine. <laughs> sorry. Remember sorry. the pee-pee smell we pointed out? You remember exactly, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grandma says... Well, that's mighty kind of you. Mike, while buttoning up his coat, says, Well, I'm sorry we can't have dinner with you tonight, Grandma. Carol adds, Oh, yes, we really are. But you see, the studio only has enough money and time to do so many split screenshots. <laughs> It'd just be too time-consuming if we stayed. Exactly. <laughs> Mike goes on, But like I said, you caught us by surprise, and we've had our dinner date with my boss for a week. Grandma says... Now, don't you worry about that, honey. It'll just give me more time to get to know these precious children better. Alice walks over with Jana Marsh's books and says, Here, kids, take your books. I'll show Mrs. Hutchins where she's going to stay. Alice takes Grandma off to show her to her room, wherever the hell that's going to be, and Marsha and Jane go upstairs. Of course, later we find out the family room. Um, hmm. Mike and Carol just shake their heads at Grandma as Mike says, Boy, what a gal. How come a woman like that never got married again? Carol says, well, I guess at her age, a good man is hard to find. Mike sticks his chest out and proudly says, listen, at any age, a good man is hard to find. Mm-hmm. Carol says, yeah, don't I know it. Mike sticks his finger in her face and playfully says, I'm going to tell grandma on you. And they both just laugh. <laughs> Uh, apparently, the whole time, Marsha and Jan were at the steps eavesdropping as Marsha says, Did you hear that? Jan, just standing on the steps, says, What? <laughs> she pulled a Jimmy. <laughs> well, like, what I found so weird was... Sorry, I don't mean to stop and talk so much. But, like, because she's like, Did you hear that? Because they're stopped on the stairs. Marsha is facing... Down to the living room. And she's listening to the conversation. She's like, wow, did you hear that? But Jan was literally stopped staring at Marsha. Like, <laughs> what was she doing for the past, you know, 30 seconds? You're like, so pretty, Marsha. <laughs> just look, looking at her like, your hair is pretty. And then Marsha's not even looking at her, just looking down the, uh-huh. Did you hear that? And Jen's like, what? No, what? What happened? Anyway, Marsha goes on. She probably has one of those random thoughts, like, what would it be like to walk on the ceiling? Would it be like walking uphill because you've involved it to But she's probably having some random thoughts like that. How would you walk upstairs upside down? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> Marsha goes on about a good man. I know a man that would make a wonderful husband for grandma. And he's not hard to find. Jen asks Greg. who? Oh. Marsha says, dad's grandfather, great grandpa Brady. Jan says, right. The perfect man for grandma is grandpa. <laughs> Why didn't I see that? Boy looks and brains, Marsha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so did you notice Alice's audio? Uh, it sounded like she, they did some little bit of uh, ADR or something at one point. Yeah, like it's when she says the line, um, uh, let me go back and look. She says the line, um. I think something about showing her to her room or something like that. Something, yeah, something like that. Whatever the last line is, she says. It sounds like either Grandma was remembering Alice say it, 
<laughs> or it sounded like Alice was saying it telepathically to grandma and, and grandma was just picking it up. That's what it sounded like. Um, but also I got to hand it to him. Great special effect with the split screen. That was done really well. Yeah. Usually in the old time stuff, you can see like it shifting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see it shift. Like in old Patty Duke episodes. Yeah. Well, they discovered an invention called the tripod. <laughs> so, oh, so you can't do it that. all handheld. Oh, okay. All right. So Patty Duke must be doing it all handheld then. <laughs> all right. Scene two. Next, the front doorbell rings. As Jane and Marsha rush down the stairs to answer it, Marsha says, That's Grandpa. Jan says, I'm so excited. Marsha agrees. They finally make it to the front door, but before they open it, Jan says, Oh, He's going to love her. They open the door and in walks great grandpa Brady wearing an old hat and carrying a book. The girls both hug him. Marcia says, it's so good to see you. Grandpa says, well, it's always a pleasure to help out my great granddaughters. Grandpa hands his hat off to Jan and the book to Marcia. Marcia says, oh, um, grandpa, about the term paper. I found what I needed in my civics books, so... I'm sorry I bothered you. Jan says, but we're glad you're here anyways, because there's a visitor we want you to meet. Grandpa says, oh, Jan says, it's our great grandmother from Kentucky. She's really with it. (laughs) Marsha adds, and far out. Grandpa Kentucky is far away. (laughs) Grandpa asks, with it? Far out? Well, children nowadays seem to have trouble expressing themselves with words from the English language. Jan laughs a little and says, well, that's modern English, Grandpa. Grandpa nods and says, well, modern perhaps. English, no. <laughs> so wait a minute. Time out for a second. Is, yep. is this, this has to be the first time he's met his granddaughters. He wasn't at the wedding. Uh, well, I know. I thought about this kind of stuff, too. Same with, like, um, Grandma Hutchins, too. Like, did because she's like, Oh, I'm so happy to see my granddaughters, and like, right. you know, there's a third one too, right? And she's like, Holy shit, that's right! Like, <laughs> and there's three boys here too. Oh I mean, at God, least with that's her, right. she's out playing football with him, and so you could write that off as her trying to get to know the boys, yeah. But he acts like he sees them all the way. Well, I guess maybe he does if he's a low, if he lives local enough where he can bring a book over if they need it for a term paper, so maybe he does visit when the cameras are off, but like. Uh-huh. Right, but he wasn't After invited the to the wedding. Home. Wasn't invited to the wedding, even though he lives local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. That's weird. The girls that <laughs> the girls then lead him down from the front door and into the living room. Just then, Alice comes walking out from the kitchen, drying her hands, and sees Grandpa Brady. She smiles and says, "Hi, Judge Brady." He says, "Good afternoon, Alice." Alice asks, "How have you been?" The judge says, "Oh, splendid. Thank you." He then motions for Alice to come closer as he says just to her. But as Pliny the Elder said to Seneca, when they meet in the forum, omne ignotum pro magnifico. Something like that. Magnifico. There we go. Magnifico. I don't speak Latin. (laughs) Alice awkwardly fake laughs as the judge giggles. Alice then says, oh, that Pliny really... Knew where his head was at. <laughs> the judge gets a serious look in his face and just turns away and says, Alice. And the girls continue to walk him to the kitchen. <clears throat> Alice just stands there, confused as fuck. <laughs> so, 
Um, I I did a lot of like Latin translation here today. <laughs> okay. So, uh, omne ignotum pro magnifico. Do you know what that means? Um, um, I, I tried to figure it out just by looking at it and going, hmm. Ignorant like, I know but pro- magnificent? That's kind of where I was kind of looking at too. Yeah. Like, because like pro means for, magnifico, probably magnificent. Ignotum, probably like ignorant or something, you know. Um, but it actually is everything unknown is in the place of a magnificent thing. That's the longer version, okay. but the probably direct translation is probably much shorter, but that's oh, like, yeah. the, <laughs> so apparently Pliny the Elder said to, you know, Seneca. Yeah. Seneca. I mean, he was like, Hey, everything unknown is in the place of a magnificent thing. Cause he was responding to how have you been? So I don't know. Okay. I guess everything's um, in this place where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I thought it was funny. She's with it and far out. Like <laughs> she's describing a grandma. That's just, that was funny. To me. <laughs> um, I am impressed by Robert Reed. Uh, not so much flow Um, and yeah. Jan and Marsha look like they were struggling to keep it together. When, <laughs> when grandpa was talking to Alice, cause they're in the background, like they're right between them and they're both looking at, I, I don't know if something had happened in previous takes, but they kept like looking at Alice with a half grin. Like she was going to start laughing. So it was just funny. Yeah, I didn't notice in the background that I looked at once and they were like smiling or something. Like that. Yeah, 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 they look like they're about to break any second. Hmm. All right, scene three. Next, the boys are in the backyard playing basketball. Bobby has Ooh. the ball and is dribbling while both Peter and Greg are around him trying to block. Bobby sees Bobby sees that he's got nowhere to go. He tries to go through them, but the, both boys just pick him up. A whistle is now blown, and we see Grandma Hutchins, dressed as a coach, blowing the whistle as she yells out, Foul! Charging! Bobby, while still dangling from them holding him, says, I can't help it. They're taller than I am. They laugh and set him down. Grandma goes on, Well, Sonny, you have to try to find a way to outsmart them. Now, I'm going to show you the way Jerry West does it. I don't know who Jerry West is, by the way. I don't know. But but now that we're stopped real quick, like, <laughs> okay. serious, serious question. Yeah. What's the difference between charging and traveling? Um, I think charging is when you, like, charge at somebody and knock them down. Oh, oh okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, she takes the ball from Bobby and says, now you just stand over there and watch, okay? Bobby agrees and stands next to Cindy, who is also watching. Grandma Hutchins turns to Greg and Peter and says, you two boys try to guard me. They all get into position as Grandma says, you boys ready? And she gives a wink to Bobby and Cindy. She goes on, well, here I come. She begins to dribble in. Just then we see Marsha, Jan, and Judge Brady coming outside. Back to Grandma, she's dribbling in, slowly getting closer to the basket. Bobby is cheering her on. Get her, Grandma. You can make it. She continues to dribble closer to the basket. Bobby goes on, right behind you. Go on, shoot. You can make it. Grandma then does a fakie to the right, and the boys go right, but then she quickly turns left and shoots and makes it. Bobby cheers. Greg and Peter <laughs> laugh and tell her how that awesome that was. Bobby cheers. That was just fun. Sorry. <laughs> Grandma puts her arms around Bobby and says, well, honey, that's what you call a real fake out. The boys all laugh. She goes on. <laughs> You just got to have the moves. Bobby laughs. 
Grandma says, now you try it, and hands the ball to Bobby. Back at the girls and Grandpa Brady, the judge puts his glasses on and asks, that's your great-grandmother? <laughs> Marsha proudly states, yep, that's great-grandma. Jim peeks over to Marsha, and they give a thumbs-up sign to each other. The judge just watches Grandma in awe. Mm-hmm. Aww. To me, it looked like Grandma was going to, like, pass it to somebody to learn i'm like i'm thinking why would they even like go for that like who the fuck is she gonna pass it to that's so stupid like and they're like oh don't let her pass it like who the fuck is she gonna throw it to the fence that's stupid um <laughs> um and also on that close-up of grandpa like just the yeah. expression he looked like he was terrified <laughs> like you could have easily added like psycho music to the background he'd be like uh-huh. like he just looked like he was scared so that was funny uh so so grandma de- demonstrates a fake out to shoot just like you were saying doom bloom she acts like she's gonna go right and i'm sure that's left. the technical sports term a fake out i'm sure that's what they call it go ahead <laughs> so then she asks bobby now you try it <laughs> so like bobby's gonna try okay guys i'm gonna do a fake out okay yeah. <laughs> act Which- like you did with her <laughs> so doing a fake out again wouldn't work on greg exactly <laughs> yeah it would work on Peter, though. <laughs> Unless they're stupid. Maybe they're stupid. Well, that's why Peter. Peter would be, every time Peter would be like, oh, damn it. Do it again. Well, I got a feeling again. they were humoring grandma anyways. <laughs> and she was terrible. I'm, I'm sure. not that good at sports, but I think I was better than her. So, all right. <laughs> Scene four. Later, grandma and grandpa are on the back porch. Ooh. Ooh. Alice says to them, while you two get acquainted, I'll make some lemonade. And she leaves to go inside. Grandpa pulls the chair out for Grandma as she sits down. Grandma says, oh, that's mighty kind of you, Alice. Thank you. Grandpa says, thank you. That would be very pleasant indeed. As he takes a seat next to Grandma. Grandma says, well, I never really met a real-life judge before. No-nonsense Grandpa says, well, I'm retired at present. Grandma pokes fun and says, what happened? Did you get tired of sending them to the pokey? And she giggles at her own joke. <laughs> Judge Brady looks at her and says, Madam, I like to think I dispensed justice fairly in the 40 years I sat on the bench. Grandma says, 40 years on the bench? Whoo, you must have picked up a sea full of splinters. <laughs> she slaps she slaps his knee and laughs. Grandpa, not amused in the slightest, just looks off away from her. <laughs> Grandma goes on, you know, there's something I've always wondered about judges. The judge says, what would that be? Grandma goes on, is it true that on hot days, judges don't wear any pants under the robes? <laughs> she then gives him a wink, like, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Ooh la la. <laughs> the judge now getting triggered says my good woman i certainly can't speak for all judges but i assure you hot or cold i always wore my trousers grandma with a stink face says too bad <laughs> yeah bad just mm. then marcia and jan walk out with a pitcher of lemonade and glasses well, doesn't Jan always wear glasses? <laughs> that's why. That's why she wears glasses. <laughs> why is Marsha wearing glasses? She don't wear glasses. Um, they set them on the table, and Grandma says, 
Thank you, kitties. Marsha says, it looks like you two are really getting to know each other. Ooh, la, la. We're going to do that every time. <laughs> Grandpa Nanamuse says, well, these past few moments have proved to be illuminating. Marsha says, right on. <laughs> Jan says, groovy. Grandma pats Jan with pride as Grandpa looks at the girls. The girls quickly shape up and Marsha says, uh, delightful. As Jan says, splendid. <laughs> Grandpa turns back and says, that's better. The girls walk off. Grandma just looks at him. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So I put down, wow, Grandpa really needs to lighten up. But I think it's kind mm-hmm. of a dull statement. Um, <laughs> but also Grandma wanted him to be pantless. So she could do a little bit of judging of her own, if you know what I'm saying. She wanted to see what was up, if you know what I'm saying. Catch, <laughs> catch my drift. She's like, so you wear pants all the time? He's like, yeah. She's like, oh, it's too bad. Hell yeah. Hmm. Okay. Talking about the pokey. Huh? Yeah, the pokey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you give me some of that pokey. Sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> Send me to the pokey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Scene five. Later, the girls all walk into the kitchen where Alice is cooking. As they walk up to her, Marsha almost slips and falls over Jan's moose feet. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but... No, I didn't. Because <laughs> I think, like, the way... Because they all three walked in. Right. And they had to turn right to go standing at the counter. <laughs> but I think, like, somehow Marsha lagged behind. And I think the director said it's got to be Cindy, Marsha, Jan in this right. order. And so I think Marsha somehow fell behind and had to run past Jan to get to her mark, <laughs> you know. But then she kind of tripped a little bit over Jan's feet. That <laughs> was funny. Anyway, um, they all greet Alice. Alice, suspicious something is up, says... Hi. Marcia says, uh, Alice, how do you feel about helping two people fall in love? Ooh. Alice laughs, walks over to the fridge and says, Your I'm sisters. All for it. No. <laughs> I'm all for it, especially if one of those two people turns out to be me. <laughs> Cindy says, Oh, I mean, <laughs> Cindy says, We're talking about grandma and grandpa. Alice scoffs and says, Grandma and grandpa. Jen says, well, you see, right after mom and dad go out, all of us other kids will get a, give excuses to leave, too. Marsha mm. adds, so you can serve grandma and grandpa a romantic candlelight dinner for two. Ooh, la, la. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and grandpa can serve grandma that dick. <laughs> You're a little pokey. Alice says, oh, you little devils, you. <laughs> Cindy says, okay, Alice. Alice says, okay. You get them to the launching pad, and I'll fuel them up for blast off. For that rocket. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I can't open up. The girls all smile with excitement. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. No, I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> there was one thing that impressed the hell out of me about the scene. What? There was actually steam coming out of that pot. <laughs> yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, in addition to having to do normal duties, now Alice has to make a special dinner and play waitress. 
Um, I have the same note. <laughs> it says, so Mike and Carol are going out again. And the kids are also going to leave, too. So Alice right. gets a night off. Nope. No, nope. she don't. <laughs> now she has to cook and serve a romantic dinner for people that don't even live there. And you know that Gallus was like, you get them to the launch pad and I'll make sure they blast off or whatever. And you know, as soon as they turn, they're like, these fucking kids don't want to have a fucking <laughs> like, night off. Like, motherfucker. These two freaking somebody- old people are going to get laid <laughs> and Sam's off work and I could be over there doing that shit. But no, I got to stay here and play waitress. You know, you know, she's saying that kind of stuff. <laughs> and she looks up and Cindy hasn't quite left the room yet. <laughs> and Cindy's like, something wrong. You're like, oh, hey, sweet. No, I'm just practicing my lines for a play I'm in. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Yep. (laughs) All right. Scene six. Later that night, grandma and grandpa are sitting in the living room chairs. The judge pours grandma a sherry as he picks his up. He holds it up for a toast and says, well, here's to today and to old lane sign. Here's to good health, yours and mine. He's a poet. Didn't even realize it. (laughs) Grandma clinks the glasses and says, up the flagpole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> she, she, then, she then chugs her drink. As grandpa holds his up to his nose and sniffs a few times. Grandma asks, something wrong with yours, judge? The judge says, was that you? <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I can't help it. Far jokes are funny, man. All right. Um, no. The judge says, Huh? Oh, no. I was merely enjoying the appalescent play of colors and tantalizing bouquet. <laughs> Grandma asks, well, why are you doing all that? Uh, would you mind hitting me again? <laughs> Grandpa says, pardon? Oh, yes, of course. He sets his glass down and picks up the bottle and says, you just hold your glass and I'll pour. He then pours a little bit into her glass and pulls away. But Grandma says, uh, all that, all the way, honey. <laughs> he goes back and fills her glass. All the way, not just the tip. There you go. Yep. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> just then, the boys all come down, and Greg says, Grandpa, Grandma, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to skip dinner tonight. Grandpa says, oh, that's too bad. Greg says, got a heavy date. You know how it is. Grandma says, well, make sure you take her to an all-you-can-eat buffet, then. <laughs> Oh man, that's Sorry. so fucked up. <laughs> Don't let her get dessert. Um, well, she's already a heavy date, Grandpa. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, she says we remember how it was. She then punches the judge and says, "Don't we, Judge?" Yeah. And she giggles. The judge is not abused. Greg tells them good night and leaves. Peter and Bobby are now. Peter and Bobby are now standing there as Peter says. Bobby and I have to go too. My friend Wally got a sprained ankle and he's racked up in bed. Bobby continues. Yeah, we're going over to cheer him up. Grandpa says, well, that's very commendable. He motions for them to come closer as he says, you know, as Homer said, don't no. <laughs> friendship. <laughs> friendship is proved hey, by boy. adversity. Hmm? What's that? Nothing <laughs> good. Hey boy. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> uh, Peter and Bobby confused just say uh yeah and they both leave. 
Then, all of a sudden, without any expectation, Marsha comes down the stairs, along with Jan and Cindy close behind. Marsha yells out, hey, wait, Greg, you have to drop us off. She turns to Grandma and Grandpa and says, Grandma, Grandpa, I'm sorry, we can't stay for dinner. Marsha walks off as Jan runs in and says, our ballet teacher is having a recital. We said we'd come. Jan walks out as Cindy runs past and says, we promised. And they all leave. Grandma says, goodbye, children. Have fun. She turns to Grandpa and says, well, Judge, that leaves just you and me. And Mr. Pokey. (laughs) If you know what I'm saying. (laughs) She clinks the glasses together and says, here's to solitary confinement. (laughs) She then chugs her drink. The judge says, pardon? Grandma looks at him and says, come on, honey. Where's your sense of humor? She nudges him on the arm. The judge attempts to laugh and says, Grandma feels awkward as hell. (laughs) (laughs) So do you know what old lang sign means? Uh, No. (laughs) I'm New Year's Um, Eve. (laughs) Last year. (laughs) So um, basically it's an old Scottish saying. Comes from old Scotland. It literally translates to old long since or old times. Why do we say it at New Year's? Oh, because it's a song. Yeah, it's part of the song. To all the Quintons be forgotten. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw her taking her dentures out at the the end of that scene. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny because like later, well, in the next scene... Maybe we'll save it for that, but I don't know. Like, he's like, my dear woman, you're trying to fuck me. And then she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you set this all up to get some of this dick. And she's like, I don't know. You're fucking out of your mind. But, like, maybe she didn't set it up, but she's trying to fuck him. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure she is. Yeah. She's playing head games with him. Get it? Yeah, she's like get trying it? to get it. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to get drunk, trying to get him drunk. And he's like, we're all alone. She's definitely trying to fuck him. <laughs> but then she's acting like, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think that a judge would be better at communicating, like to everybody, not just to, you know, highly educated people. You know what I mean? Like, I doubt <laughs> criminals understood what the fuck he was ever saying. And I would think that a judge more than anybody would have to communicate with everybody, especially people that aren't educated that well. So <laughs> right. I'm kind of surprised they designed the character this way, um, considering, you know, strawberries don't have a scent. Um, <laughs> but also, is this the first time we've ever seen the fireplace lit? Was it lit? I yeah. Mean, was, huh. Maybe. They pulled out all the stops with this episode. Man. Damn. And Alice had like a portable fire in the next scene. Next, they'll be drinking orange juice out of a glass pitcher. They did pull out all the stops. Holy shit. They do. (laughs) All right. Scene seven. Later in the evening, we see Grandma and Grandpa just finishing up their romantic candlelight dinner. (laughs) Romantic (laughs) music plays in the background. Grandpa, with his Brady bullshit detector going, seems a little suspicious and asks, Why is it people have to eat in the dark, I wonder? Alice walks out with a tray and picks up all the empty dishes. She says, is uh, everything all right here, folks? (laughs) Grandma says, ooh, out of sight, Alice. Grandpa says, 
My compliments, Alice. Alice, while setting out dessert plates, says, Wait till you see the dessert. Alice picks up all the dishes and walks out. Grandpa, whose bullshit detector is going off again, must be where Mike gets it from, says, Uh I wonder why we need that music. Grandma says, ooh, I like it. Turns me on. (laughs) Makes me feel like I want to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Hoo-hoo. And she gets up and starts dancing a little jig for him. Uh-huh, at the table. On his lap and shit. No. <laughs> she did say it turns her on. She's uh, yeah. it's her line, not mine. So. <laughs> Grandpa looks at her dancing and says, Well, not me. Grandma, with her arm out, says, Oh, come on, Judge. I bet you used to fox a pretty mean trot in your day. She once again elbows the judge in the arm. She pulls the judge up from his chair and tells him, Come on, it'll be good for your digestion. Come on, <laughs> get up there. Once on his feet, he looks at Grandma and says, Madam, don't you think this farce has gone far far enough? You're trying to fuck me. (laughs) Grandma, confused, asks, farce? The judge goes on, your entire transparent scheme, the children conveniently disappearing, a cozy dinner for two, romantic music and candlelight. Grandma, not amused, says, you think I planned all this? Grandpa says, I think it's obvious. Grandma's building up on a hell of a huff as Judge says, but your romantic fantasies are not about to come true. Ooh. Just then, Alice shows up with a pan of fire and says with a French <laughs> accent, Madame Monsieur de Crepsuzette already. Grandma turns back to the judge and says, Romantic fantasies? Who'd want an old goat like you? Oh, dang. Grandpa now about to lose his temper ass. Old goat? Grandma says, yes, old goat. Alice, just watching this play out with her pan of delicious fire still going, the judge says, Madam, may I remind you that you are no spring chicken yourself. The judge moves past Alice and Grandma as he says, excuse me. Grandma says, oh, judge. The judge says, it's too late for apolo- it's too late to apologize. Sorry. Grandma says, apologize my foot. You forgot your hat. She slaps him. St- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Mr. <laughs> Was it Mr. Whatever from South Park? You Mr. forgot Han? your hat. <laughs> yeah, Mr. <laughs> you forgot your hat. Anyway, she slaps him in the stomach with it. He places the hat on his head and says, Good evening, and turns around and leaves. Grandma yells back, Goodbye, and she leaves to the kitchen in a huff. Alice just stands there and shakes her head. Hmm. Yeah, so that was nice that she admitted that it turned her on. That's kind of cool. You know, this is a good thing that he was... uh, a judge and not a detective. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Carol's dad and not Mike's. <laughs> He's so <laughs> off base. It's ridiculous. Like I, I find trouble that that's, I find trouble believing that that's Mike's bloodline. There's no way <laughs> that's, that's Carol's bloodline. <laughs> it does seem like so, more speed. Yeah. Well, out of touch. <laughs> All right. So this is where we take our next break. So it doesn't look like Cupid's arrow is going to strike on Clinton way tonight. Uh-uh. But is there still hope for these crazy kids to get together? Maybe. Can the kids still pull this off? Possibly. 
Will the judge have grandma in the chambers? Who knows? How many dinner plans have Mike and Carol made this week? One. That's um, number two, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's like the second <laughs> night in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't want to be around <laughs> the grandparents. Guess not. All right, so all questions will be answered. Okay. When we come back. All right. Well, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. Woo. Well, that was fun. That was. That was another great show. Of course. Is that the phone ringing? Yeah. That, is that a thing? Like, I didn't know people could call in. <laughs> I don't know. Hello? <laughs> Is this a very Brady podcast? Um, yes. Is this Santa? <laughs> yes, it is. And I need you boys to help this Christmas. My elves just can't think of any fun gifts for all the boys and girls. Well, Santa, have you heard of fun.com? Well, I can't say that I have. Is that on that new interweb that all the kids are into nowadays? Can this help me and my elves save Christmas? Of course! It's easy, Santa. Just go click on the link in our show notes to get 20% off your entire order. Yeah, and when you see the Retro Network's 20% off banner, then just pick out what you want. It is so easy. Okay, I think my elves can help me with that part. But do they have things that the kids will enjoy? Well, I mean, they have things like ugly Christmas sweaters. But not just any ugly Christmas sweaters. Sweaters from things like A Christmas Story, Caddyshack, The Matrix, and Jimmy's favorite, Christmas Vacation. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot more. Or accessories like Mandalorian sneakers, Cobra Kai socks, and Looney Tune backpacks. Oh, I do love that Cobra Kai. I mean, Mrs. Claus loves that Cobra Kai. And I do need some new sneakers. You know what I like? The Care Bear throw pillows and Power Rangers tiki mugs. And I got my dog a Batman dog bed. Oh, neat. I think this will do nicely. Wow, you two have been good boys this year. And it turns out you're very good at being Santa's helpers. Not only can I get my presents for all the boys and girls, but I can also finish my shopping for Mrs. Claus. She's difficult to buy for, you know. Well, look at that. Maybe I'll get her some candy cane stockings and one of those sexy reindeer costumes from Fun.com. Ooh la la. Santa. Fun.com. Beat the holiday rush and start saving now at your one-stop shop for holiday cheer. That was impressive. You you obviously were inspired by Christmas doing that. I mean, because it kind of looked like it kind of looked like like Christmas balls hanging from a branch, kind of, from my perspective.
Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was impressive. <laughs> yeah. I call that missile toad. Missile toad. <laughs> yeah. I thought you call it jingle balls. But yeah. That's, <laughs> that was that was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, by the way. And you better not post those pictures anywhere either. Oh, I don't I'll think, try not to. If you think I didn't see you taking pictures, you're you're mistaken. <laughs> oh, I'll That's try not to. But it's gonna be hard, you know, if people message me online and ask for them. Don't you be getting any ideas out there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met any of your great-grandparents? Oh, good question. Uh, yes. One. Really? We had I had a great-grandma Meyer, which was my dad's grandmother. And uh, wow. I think she passed away sometime in the 80s. Um, oh, I remember when your grandfather passed away. Yeah. And my yeah. grandmother, yeah. Um, she lived right across the street from my grandparents. Okay. And um, I remember when we'd go over there, the house smelled like really musty. Whatever that old house smell must. Well, a lot of older people mustiness. back then used uh, mothballs. It wasn't a mothball smell. It was no. just like an old musty smell like dust. And like, oh, okay. I don't know. Um, but yeah. yeah. I still remember our house too, which is kind of neat. I remember the kitchen was and living room hmm. i definitely remember her bed so no i don't remember but um yeah <laughs> do you did you you never met any. no i i met my grandmother on my mom's side my grandfather died in a car accident on Merritt island um before two years before i was born and then my on my father's side my grandmother died of um tuberculosis and yeah and then my grandfather um we don't know what happened to him because uh my my grandmother and my grandfather on my dad's side divorced this was back a long time ago this was back like in the 50s or 60s or something now 40s or 50s my dad was born in 32 so this would have been sometime in the 40s <clears throat> which I guess is kind of uncalled for, you know, not uncalled for, but yeah. um, it was kind of ridiculous to have somebody unusual. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so what we found out by piecing all this together <laughs> was that his foster dad basically not kidnapped him, but basically kidnapped him, like took him away because his hmm. father was extreme. His biological father was very abusive. And when his mom died, um, he would have went with his dad so his stepdad stepped in and took him and moved to Key West with him. And he never saw his family again. Mm. The, as long as my father lived, he believed that his mom, dad, sister, and brother were all killed in a car accident. Um, mm. But we found out what actually happened was that his grandmother died of tuberculosis on so my great grandmother or my, yeah, my great grandmother. And then my grandmother died of tuberculosis. And then when they died, they would have been on, I actually talked to the hospital they died in and they said they would have been under quarantine. So he would have never seen him again until the, the funeral. So uh, his stepfather just stepped in and said he, they were in a car accident and he just skipped town, moved down to Key West. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we launched in all that, but yeah, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on ancestry looking all that up. I actually found the toe tag from my grandmother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like Ancestry.com. I think it's so fascinating. Yeah. I contacted really the, the cemetery. My grandmother and great-grandmother are, bur- are buried in. They're buried in two separate ones. My mm-hmm. grandmother, um, doesn't. she doesn't have any kind of headstone. And mm-hmm. so they had to spray paint a dot on the ground to show me where the grave is, like the location mm-hmm. of it. So we've been referring to it as Grandma Dot. I know that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. 
Neat Grandma little Green Dot. Yeah. <laughs> Neat little story. I talked to the hospital that they died in and stuff like that. It was really sad. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating the kind of shit you can find on Ancestry. Yeah. I found like old pictures like back in the 1800s of family members and stuff. Well, it's like that's like I found out my dad was born as Glass, the last name Glass. Yeah. And it was his stepdad that had the last name Klein. And when he started joining the military when he was a teenager, like he just he wrote Klein on it. And I guess back then they didn't double check anything. So <laughs> that's where the last name I guess really I should be Glass, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Neat. Yeah, yeah. All I, right. I made all that up. That's none of that's true. No, I'm teasing it. That's all true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when we left off, <clears throat> Grandma Hutchins from Kentucky has popped in for a surprise visit. Hell yeah. With her giddy up attitude, they all wonder why she never remarried. The girls hatch a plan to get their mother's grandmother and their father's grandfather. The old stick in the mud retired judge to get something. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sounds great on paper, but not so much in reality. Right. Their first encounter failed. Will they get a W? Possibly. Hmm. They probably have one on their fridge that like we do. <laughs> oh, that's not what you meant. Okay. No. Scene eight. <clears throat> the next morning. Alice is setting up the kitchen table for breakfast. Marsha runs in and greets Alice. She tells her, good morning. Marsha peeks into the kitchen room. No. Why did I say that? What? Marsha <laughs> peeks into the family room and asks, hey, where's grandma? Alice says, about on her third lap, I guess. Greg walks into the kitchen and asks, third lap. Alice says, around the block. She came in, grabbed an orange, and jogged off sucking on the orange. Greg laughs and says, she really is something. Marsha turns to Alice, who's in the fridge, and asks, Alice, did she have a nice evening with Grandpa? Alice pulls out the orange pitcher and says, well, I think there's a better word to describe it than nice. Marsha guesses, wonderful? Alice says, no. <laughs> Marsha guesses, beautiful? Alice says, no. Marsha asks, what? That fucking tell me. <laughs> That would be funny if it was like 20 minutes later. Um, <laughs> magnificent. I, I don't know. Magneto. Um, <laughs> Marsha asks, what? Alice says, disasterful. Hmm. Greg says, that's not a word, Alice. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg asks, oh, what happened? Alice says, well, at dinner, one word led to another. And by the time they put all the words together, they weren't talking. Hmm. Marsha says, oh, no. Greg asks, who started it? Alice says, well, I don't know how it started, but I do know how it ended. Marsha asks, how? <laughs> she just fucking told you. Sorry. Alice <laughs> continues. She called him an old goat and he called her an old chicken. And he split the barnyard. Marsha says, okay. I think, oh, like he left the roost. He split oh, okay. the barnyard. Marcia says, we've got to do something. We can't let them stay angry at each other. Greg sighs and says, I told you not to meddle. Marcia just sighs. <laughs> so their OJ picture reminds me of the one on Family Ties. I don't know if it's the <laughs> same one or not, but maybe it's maybe the glasses. Do, I don't remember, but <laughs> did you ever notice on Family Ties all they drink is orange juice? Seems like it. Yeah, yeah. That's all they drink. It was yeah. hilarious. Because yeah. I started watching it and I was like, 
They're fucking drinking orange juice again. Does everybody drink orange juice? Like, I've never seen him drink anything else. It's so weird. Anyway. It's probably because it looks better on camera. Looks, look, shows up better on camera. I don't know if it was just like an Easter egg kind of a thing, you know, like with Roseanne and the chicken shirt. And, you know, like, I don't know. Why is, um, why is she trying so hard to get the grandmother laid? Like, I mean, it probably doesn't work anyway. It's like, <laughs> probably all dry and crusty. And, Ew, uh, and blue pills haven't been invented yet. So, I mean, it's not like he can do it. So. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was weird that they're trying so hard. We can't let them stay mad. You know, they just met yesterday, right? Like prior to yesterday, they didn't know each other. You can let them stay mad because they don't know each other. They're strangers. <laughs> so, it's not that big of a deal. And she'll go back to Kentucky and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to go home anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Scene nine. Out in the backyard, we see Grandma Hutchins finishing up her run. She's dressed head to toe in gray sweatsuit and black Chuck Taylors. Hell yeah. Still holding the orange, she jogs in the house from the kitchen sliding door. As she steps in, Marcia says, hi, Grandma. Grandma sees her and says, morning there. She looks at Greg and says, think fast, honey, and tosses the orange at him. Greg catches it and laughs. Grandma. <laughs> Greg's like, is this the one you were sucking on? <laughs> so I thought about that, too. Anyway, Grandma stretches and says, Whoo, I tell you, nothing like a mile run in the morning to get that blood circulating. Marcia says, I understand you had a little argument with Grandpa last night. While pouring herself some OJ, she says, Marcia, I wouldn't speak to that man again if he was the only one on earth left with the key to the wine cellar. Greg says, Grandma, I'm sure he didn't mean what he said. Grandma says, I know what he meant. For the first time, he was talking in English instead of Latin. <laughs> Marsha, trying to help, trying to be helpful, says, I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding. Grandma shakes her head and says, not on my part, honey. Can you imagine him thinking I was trying to trap him? <laughs> I wouldn't take him on a silver platter with an apple in his mouth. <laughs> Which really gave me like the weirdest like vision. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Marsha goes on, <laughs> but Grandma, Grandma adds, him calling me old? Ugh. His wrinkles got wrinkles, and he's calling me old? Ha! I've got, <laughs> I'm getting so steamed up, I think I'm going to go have another lap. She jumps up, grabs another orange, takes a bite out of it, and jogs off out the door, leaving the door open. Greg smiles and says, Oh, you're never going to get anywhere with Grandma. Marcia smiles and says, Maybe I'll have a talk with Grandpa. Mm. Greg sighs and says, why don't you just leave him alone? Marcia says, because if I do, they'll never get together and fall in love. True. Alice, overhearing all this while cooking, says, love, right now you'd be smart to settle for mutual indifference. Oh, dang. She then pulls out a noose and checks his tightness. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So... It's it's kind of funny because I had this thought when I was watching it. It's kind of it's kind of like the producers were like, you know, Florhead would look like she's in great shape if she was old. <laughs> it's just really strange that they're like she's in such she has so much energy she's in such a great shape, right? So Florhead looks really good as an old lady, 
<laughs> like body wise, but they can't just say that flow. I mean, because just last week they were saying how she wasn't in shape and that she doesn't even exercise and that she needs an <laughs> exercise. Body. And now they're like, she looks great if she's 90. So I think this is kind of an insult to flow in. Um, <laughs> also, was she eating the orange with the peel and all like the peel still on <laughs> she it? Takes a bite out of it. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of people doing that, but that's just nasty. <laughs> so I noticed in this scene that Grandma Hutchins <laughs> has the same hairstyle as Alice. Oh wow, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's the same hairstyle. Kind of funny. So that means that even somebody as old as Grandma can pull off Alice's look and get a man better than Alice. <laughs> That's fucked up. That is fucked up. <laughs> that noose is getting tighter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I don't see what's so hard about it. <laughs> I'm like twice your age. I'm still yeah. pulling some pokey. Yep. <laughs> All right. Scene 10. <laughs> Later in the judge's chambers. Yeah. <laughs> in his own home library. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha and Jan stand next to him oh. sitting at his desk. Assuming trying to get work done. Marsha says, Grandpa, as a judge, <laughs> You always have to be fair and reasonable, don't you? He puts down the paperwork. He's looking over, takes his glasses off and says, I've always been fair and reasonable. Marsha goes on. Then last night, didn't you kind of convict Grandma Hutchins of circumstantial evidence? Grandpa says, my dear, that opinion is open to question. Jan jumps in and says, but Marsha and I are willing to swear that grandma had nothing to do with arranging the dinner for two. Grandpa says, well, Jan, if you say so, then I must accept that fact. Marsha says, well, then there's no reason why you can't phone her and apologize. The judge looks at them and states, never. Nomen est nomen. <laughs> Jan, tired of all the Latin, sighs and asks, what does that mean? <laughs> Grandpa I says she did such a good job in that line. She goes, "What does that mean?" Like, <laughs> Grandpa says, "A name is a name, old goat indeed." Marcia says, "But that's just a figure of speech." Grandpa says, "And smell." Now I know she sent you girls here to say all this, but you can tell her for me, rest non est sub judice. Octum est. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking oh, shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he then slams his gavel onto the desk. He goes on. Case is thrown out of court. Hmm. And Jan and Marsha are like, you know, you're retired, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know me. So, res no est sub judi. I think it's judicai octum est. According to Google Translate, this is kind of an interesting one. Okay. The matter is not under the judge's eight. That's the actual translate. However, if you fix what closed captioning fucked up, <laughs> instead of octum with an O, you replace it with an A. Uh, it's actually actum. Okay. I noticed which changes the translation to the matter is not under the action of the judge or case dismissed or thrown out. Well, that's what so. he says. He says case, case yeah. has been thrown out of court. So, so Grandpa is basically calling Marsha and Jan liars. Um, no, she said, you know, they Marsha said uh, she didn't have anything to do with it. 
And he's like, okay, that's what you say. All right. I believe you. Yeah, and but then at the end of it, he says, like, no. he says, no, fuck you, you know. Well, he's like, I know you. This, she sent you down here to say all this, and, and hmm. they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like he was being kind of assholeish about it, but. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the old stick in the mud. All right. Scene 11. In the family room, Greg and Peter are playing cards while Marsha, Jen, and Cindy stand next to them. Greg says, we told you to butt out. Marsha says, we were just trying to do something nice. Greg says, Marsha, if you ever want to do something nice for me, give me a warning. <laughs> I want a chance to get out of town. <laughs> Peter just laughs. Jan says, boys are never any help. Cindy says, yeah, Bobby's not even here worrying. He's out playing in the park with Grandpa. Marsha thinks for a second and says, Hey, wait a minute. Bobby's out in the park playing with Grandpa. Cindy's like, oh, nice. Good job, Marsha. That's what I just said. That's right. <laughs> Looks and brains. Wow. Marsha bends down and says, Cindy, how would you like to go to the park with Grandma? So they're straight up playing matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Yeah. Give me a match. So... So I, they're so what they're doing is they're trying to get grandma and grandpa pissed at them instead of each other. That's <laughs> by fucking around with this so many times. Like, I don't know. <laughs> again, we wouldn't have an episode if it wasn't like this. I get it, but all right. <laughs> Scene twelve at the park, we see Bobby flying his airplane on a string thing, while Grandpa sits on a bench nearby and watches. Bobby says, "Watch this terrific landing, Grandpa." Grandpa says, I, I had a plane exactly like that. Did you? Like same I never had model the, and everything. I always wanted the plane on a string things, but I never had it. And see, this will, this, this might trigger. Remember it may not. I had this while me and you were friends. What? Yeah. Remember, remember you don't remember it? Nope. The only time we ever flew, we took it to Danny's house and flew it with him. I've never flown one of those ever. But like to make it go up and down, you on mine you had to twist it, and you twisted it. I'm doing the motion. You can't. I even remember see it on top you. Of it. I remember you talking about it, but I've never seen it. I never seen it. It was action. so much fun. You I've got never. really dizzy, but it was so much fun. Anyways, <laughs> next we see Cindy walking hand in hand with Grandma arriving at the park. Cindy says, "I love coming to the park. Don't you, Grandma?" Grandma says, "Oh, I sure do, honey." I've loved coming to the park ever since I was a little girl just your age, which was only a few weeks ago. She giggles mm. at her own joke. Also, did you notice they were passing by the smoking tree? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Back to Bobby, he pulls off his terrific landing by smashing it to the ground. Grandpa <laughs> says, oh, I think you need a little more rudder there. Bobby agrees and runs it over to Grandpa. Grandpa takes a closer look at the plane. Back to Cindy as she spots Bobby and Grandpa and says, hey, look, there's Grandpa. Cindy runs off and drags Grandma along with her. Cindy, still dragging Grandma behind her, arrive at the bench where Bobby and Grandpa sit. Also Peter's bench. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Cindy looks at Bobby and says, Bobby, what a pleasant surprise. Bobby says, what's the surprise? I always come here. Cindy grabs him. Always eat popcorn. <laughs> I told you I was coming here. What the hell? <laughs> Cindy grabs him by the arm and says, "There's something on the other side of the park you've got to see." Bobby stops her and asks, 
What is it? <laughs> Cindy <laughs> says, like, "Be dealing with you." <laughs> Cindy says, "It's a squirrel." Bobby says, "I've seen a million of the squirrels," and tries to walk back where Grandpa is. Cindy says, "This one is collecting nuts." If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Bobby's like what grandma's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bobby says they all collect nuts. Cindy finally says, We'll be right back and drags him away by his arm. <laughs> grandma and grandpa are now left alone. Ooh, Once again, standing in the park. Grandpa says, You may sit down, madam. He puts his hat on and says, It's all yours, and begins to walk off. Grandma starts to chuckle at him. He stops and turns around and says, May one inquire as to what you find so amusing? Grandma says, You've got that silly hat perched on your head, just like you did last night when you marched out of that room with smoke coming out of your ears. The judge states, I believe I left with my customary dignity. He starts to turn away, but stops and says, Oh, by the way, he takes off his hat and says, I believe I owe you an apology. I, I, I jumped to conclusion last night, which I understand was not true. Grandma says, well, I guess I owe you an apology too. But when I get hot under the collar, my mouth just flies off in all directions. The judge says, well, it's a damn shame I didn't stay longer. <laughs> No, he didn't say that. He then, and then he looks at his crotch like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, no, he says, well, perhaps we were both at fault. He puts his hat back on his head and states, good day, Miss Hutchins. As he heads off, Grandma asks, oh, well, what's your hurry, Judge? He stops and Grandma says, why don't you just park it here on that bench and give it another trial? Grandpa thinks for a second and says, well, yeah. He walks over and takes a seat next to her and says, perhaps, just for a moment. See, he should have said some kind of cool joke like, it's not the kind of bench I'm used to, you know, or something stupid like that. But <laughs> Meanwhile. I'm tired of sitting on benches. <laughs> I've sat on a bench for 50 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bobby and Cindy are spying on the old couple. And Cindy says, it's working. <laughs> Back to grandma and grandpa, he says, oh, by the way, Mrs. Hutchins, he's interrupted as grandma says, oh, make that Connie, will you, Hank? The judge looks at her and asks, Hank? Connie says, Hank. The judge asks again, Hank? Connie agrees, <laughs> Hank, yeah. The judge now dies as Hank starts to laugh, which turns into a cough. Which is what old people do. <laughs> Hank people says, our age don't do that kind of stuff, though. What's that? People our age don't do that. No. Right? <laughs> okay. <coughs> <coughs> okay. Hank, no, people our age choke on their own spit. Like when they didn't, like, you'll just be standing all of a sudden, you're like, <coughs> you just feel like you're going to die. Yeah, I almost died. I almost drowned here, Tack. All right. Hank says, nobody's called me Hank since the first day I was admitted to the bar. Connie laughs and says, well, maybe it's time they started. Hank says, yes, maybe you're right. 
Hank thinks for a second and says, oh, um, Mrs. Hutchins. He's interrupted again as she says, make it Connie, please, Hank. Hank corrects himself. Connie, about that question you asked me yesterday. Connie says, oh, what question was that? Hank says, that question about whether judges always wear their trousers underneath their robes. Hank looks around and says quietly, confidentially, it's a hot day now. <laughs> Want to go to my chambers? Yeah. yeah. No, he didn't say that. I just thought it'd be cool if he did. <laughs> I just thought it'd be cool if he did. Yeah, yeah. I once got up so late, I had to wear my pajamas all day long. They both just laugh. <laughs> Connie says, I bet you thought you were in night court. <laughs> With bull. <laughs> Connie slaps Hank's knee and smashes his hat on accident. She looks down, picks it up and says, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. She attempts to fix it, but Hank says, no, that's all right. Thank you. A quiet moment is shared between the two as if they may have misjudged each other. Oh, after see. all. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank takes a moment to gather his thoughts and says, if you'd um still like to see the sights of our fair city, I'd be pleased to show you around. Connie smiles at Hank and says, that's mighty kind of you, Hank. I would love to. Hank says, well, perhaps we should start with a drive to the beach this afternoon. And then this evening, there's a string ensemble playing Mozart. Connie thinks for a moment and says, well, I uh, hang backpedals and says, well, there's also, um, uh, what do you call it? A groovy concert at some establishment called the Rock Bottom. Mm -hmm. They both just laugh. <laughs> Connie says, well, that's more like it, Hank. They're finally getting it together. And she jabs him on the arm. They both just laugh some more. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> In the background where Cindy and Grandma are walking on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. there's like a nurse pushing a baby stroller. That's weird, right? Not necessarily. I mean, uh, they're at, well, then again, they're at a park and not a hospital because way back in the way back, um, if a baby had jaundice, like they didn't have the heat lamps that like they do now, like they brought them outside. So it's entirely possible that if it was like a newborn, newborn and it had jaundice, that mm. the nurse would have, one of the remedies would have been to take it for a walk. I just thought it was weird seeing a nurse push a stroller. Yeah. That um, is yeah. oddly specific. But. Yeah. Um. So when I think Hank or Robert Reed messed up when he called her Mrs. Hutchins again, I think that was an accident. I think, I think it was, it was a fun little improv that they had to do to correct it. I was questioning whether he was supposed to be called Hank. Just by the way, <laughs> oh, he was right? Hank. Like, and he said, like, Hank. Hank? I think she just made that shit up off the top of her head. <laughs> well, I thought it was a funny little moment, like the little Man. improv moment they did together. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I put down, isn't that Greg's smoking tree? Um, mm -hmm. I once had the same airplane. I already said that. Um, and isn't in Peter's pigeon bench. I already said that too. Um, <laughs> but also, I thought it was cool. That's a magnolia tree behind him. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, that's hmm. such a good voice that Robert Reed does for this character. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm impressed. For sure. All right. Scene 13. It's night night time in the Brady house. 
We see Mike and Carol fast asleep in bed. Most likely just after humping. Oh, shit. Ooh, la, la. When all of a sudden there's a bang sound. Carol opens her eyes. She sits up and whispers, Mike, wake up. She reaches over and turns on the lamp. Mike, in a daze, wakes up and asks, what's the matter? Carol says, I heard a strange noise. Mike rolls his eyes and says, oh, honey, why is he always hear these strange noises in the middle of the night instead of during the broad daylight when I'm awake? <laughs> he rolls over and tries to go back to sleep. Carol thinks for a second and says, well, maybe I imagined it. Just as she's about to turn the lamp back off, the banging continues. This time heard by both Carol and Mike. Mike says, I just imagined it too. <laughs> the banging still continues when Mike says, I'll go take a look. Carol says, you're not going down there alone. I'm going with you. They both start to get out of bed when Mike, still exhausted, says, listen, if you want to, you can go first. <laughs> they both head out the door. Carol first, as Mike suggested, and shuts the door behind him for some reason. Mike should just, like, stand there and wait. <laughs> Let her go. <laughs> Bye. Tell me how it goes and shuts the door. And if she turns out, what? I'm coming. Just go. And I just stand there again. Not <laughs> so why does Carol always get so freaked out at noises in the middle of the night? There are nine fucking people that live in this house. That's true. And another thing, too, like, what if they go downstairs and find out the banging was grandpa banging grandma? Yeah, right. <laughs> downstairs, like, in the family room. Like, What if it's her head on the head headboard? Wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. Hmm. Scene 14. As they round the corner to see downstairs, Carol says, Mike, I know I heard something. Mike argues. I heard it too. Why do you think I got up in the middle of the night? I don't understand why this conversation just happened. I don't know. Like, what are we? Should we say something when we're walking around the corner? I don't know. Just talking about you. Just got out of bed because she heard a noise. So just, I don't care what you say. Just come and make it to the top of the stairs and stop. You can hear the sarcasm in Robert Reed too. He's like, it's a fucking strawberries all over again. I'm like, yes. Why do you think I'm up in the middle of the night? You are right, Carol. That was like your improv line. <laughs> well, I mean, I just heard a noise. And he's like, yeah, no shit. That's why I'm standing here, too. And you woke me up, which is why I'm following you. <laughs> As they're heading so, down the stairs, they stop and see Grandma Hutchins in the living room carrying two suitcases and slowly heading for the front door. Carol whispers to Mike, why is she in the living room when she was sleeping in the den? Or the family room, rather. <laughs> like, she was off by the kitchen. What the fuck is she doing in the living room? Just packing her shit? Stealing food? From where? Mm -hmm. She was sleeping in the den in the family room. I don't know. She was walking from... <laughs> she, she has no like... reason to be in the living room at all. Well, she's heading out the living room door. Right. But so... she was walking from by the stairs. Yeah, she was. She was walking from the stairs, like, to the living room. Why? Like she she was sleeping in the family room. Like like Marsha even looked and she's like, where's grandma? Because obviously she was sleeping in there. Well, maybe she was trying to find some clothing, right? Follow me on here. And she didn't have all of her clothes together. 
And so she went in and woke up Alice because she went that back way underneath the stairs to Alice's room or maybe to the laundry room. I'm sorry, mm. service porch. Maybe she <laughs> went, maybe they have some kind of like cloak room. You know what I mean? Like where they keep jackets. Because uh, she had all her jackets and no, shit. No, we have, they have that closet by the front door. That's true. They do. Yeah. So yeah, she has no reason to be in the living room at all. No. Well, she's she has a reason to be in the living room. She's leaving. But well, no, then where she be, was in the living room, yeah, she has yeah. no reason to be there. She's senile. So um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got his like judge dick on her mind. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm get some judge dick tonight. Hell yeah. Okay. So Carol whispers to Mike, honey, grandma is leaving. As they both head down the stairs, Mike says, suppose she had another fight with grandpa. Carol says, gee, I don't know. Mike then flips on the light, which makes grandma stop. They both walk up to her and Carol asks, going somewhere, grandma. (laughs) My mom did this to me one time. I came home late one time from Megan's house. And I walk in the front door and my mom's like on the couch, like like it's like 2.30 in the morning. She's on the couch, like all like stretched out. And she's like, hi. And I was kind of, I was like, I was like 25. (laughs) So I look, I'm like, hey, and I just kind of like went in my room. And the next day she's like, so do you mind telling me why you're home so late? Like, uh, yeah, I do mind. Because I'm 25 years old. So. Yeah. Funny how that works. I was Anyways. fucking and fingering my girlfriend. Would you like to smell? But she <laughs> she used to call me and be like, why are you doing this to me? Like crying and shit. And it'd be like 11 o'clock at night. Anyways, okay. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Uh-huh. Um, Connie says, sorry, kitties. I didn't mean to wake you up. Mike asks, is it because of the judge? Connie says, oh, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Carol, looking worried, asks, Something he said. Connie says, yep, that's exactly it. Mm. Mike, looking concerned, asks, what did he say? Connie goes on. He said, let's get hitched. (laughs) Just then, the judge walks in through the front door. Carol in shock asks, married? Then Long Duck Dong pops out and says, yeah, married. Jeez. (laughs) No, Connie says, yeah, we're eloping to Las Vegas. <laughs> you can't elope. Don't call me a can't elope, you melonhead. <laughs> Sorry, I think of that every time somebody says elope. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Mike and Carol just look at each other in disbelief. The judge walks over and says, and don't you try to stop us. Mike says, stop you. We couldn't be happier. Carol says, but we'd love to give you a wedding with all the trimmings. Can't you wait? Connie says, oh, honey, we haven't got time. At our age, every minute counts. Right, Hank? (laughs) Hank says, but there is one thing you could do for us. I'd prefer you to keep this quiet. I'd get a good deal of ribbing from my chums at the chess club. Connie and Hank just laugh. Mike and Carol says, our lips are sealed. (laughs) Grandma's like, mine ain't. (laughs) Um, Carol says, uh, we won't say a word. Alice stands in the kitchen haven't been eavesdropping this whole time, says, neither will I. And then we see all the kids sitting at the top of the stairs, and they all together say, neither will we. Connie laughs and says, goodbye, kitties. Thanks for everything. She turns and says, come on, Hank. Hank says, yes, my dear. And they pick up her suitcases and walk out the door. Hmm. 
one detail, I, kudos to Robert Reed. When he turns, when he flips the light on, he actually squints his eyes like it bothers his eyes. That's just one of those <laughs> details that only Robert Reed would add. It's just, uh, <laughs> um, so doesn't that make them cousins? <laughs> and because they get married. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's her grandma marries his grandpa. So <laughs> I, it's a lot of like genealogical math here. I think it's <laughs> their first cousins once removed, but they're still cousins. <laughs> so Mike yeah, and Carol are cousins. <laughs> nice. I mean, the listeners, if you guys want to chime in on this, I think they're cousins. <laughs> their first cousins they once removed, now. if I'm not mistaken, or is that his great, is that her great grandmother or grandmother? No, it's, it's, Carol's grandmother. Okay. And yeah. Mike's so they grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. That would make them first cousins once removed. I guess. Hmm. I think, or step cousins. I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's all right. I mean, you already got Greg and Marsha fucking along on the sides. That's anyways. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. There's all kinds of incestual shit going on. I mean, on. why is it, why is it incest when Greg and Marsha does it, but it's not incest in Clueless? <laughs> it's the right. same thing. It, it, well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is the exact same thing. Hmm. <laughs> but they didn't grow up as kids, siblings together. That don't matter. But like on Clueless, like he was an adult already when they got married and, you know. Okay. Well, what about Barry Allen and Iris? Who? <laughs> Iris and Barry Allen? I don't know who that is. From The Flash. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you don't, don't you don't Flash. follow the Flash? Uh, mm. In the Flash, um, his parents die when he's a child, and he's raised by Joe, which is Iris's dad, and they grow up as brother and sister. They're stepbrother mm. and sisters, but then they get married. Hmm. Is that incest? Yeah. Is that <laughs> kind of like uh, with uh, Darlene and uh, um, what's his name? David? <laughs> Darlene from Roseanne. And then he went on to be a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> she did too though that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my last note is they're gonna hump <laughs> they're gonna bump uglies <laughs> so what do you, you think, think he would say after he nuts inside of her he'd be like um pluribus unum <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be like case dismissed <laughs> this reminds me of the time when Plato took I don't know. <laughs> do you think his pubes are gray or is he starting to lose his hair down there do you lose your hair down there well, I don't know he's got a bald spot on his head why not have a bald spot on his bald uh, uh-huh. hmm. <laughs> anyway on that note that's the end of the episode that's the end of the episode <laughs> Uh, that was a it was a fun episode, but I'm ready to get back to the normal. Episodes. It was a fun episode, but I don't know. I felt like it was just like a extracurricular episode. Like this would be fun. We were just gonna do this real quick. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like a real episode. Yeah. I wouldn't have written so much of them. Like I wouldn't have made it around them. It would have been yeah. Kind of like when um, <laughs> kind of like when Alice's cousin identical cousin or whatever shows up. Oh yeah. 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 It was more to the story than just her, you know, there's exactly, other stuff yeah. going on too. But yeah, they could have had some know. kind of weird, you know, you know, Greg dating somebody thing. I don't know. Yeah. Another storyline you want to be, plot. They could have, this would have been an opportunity to bring Hope Juber back. 
Right. Or what would have been really fun is if they would have made like Greg and Marsha the grandparents. That would have been even more fun. <laughs> I mean, if they're going to be ridiculous yeah. like this, go all the way out. You know? Well, it was only kind of ridiculous because Robert Reed was pretty good. So That's true. Yeah, Robert Reed pulled it off, but I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> Flohan fans, she didn't pull it off. <laughs> that was like a like a, that was like like Robert Reed was like you know you know Oscar level. <laughs> You know, maybe yeah. maybe not Oscar level, but Emmy Emmy level. Yeah, Flohan was like SNL level. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's pretty. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so it's <laughs> pretty good. All right, well, you know, we did here. Uh, we had fun today. Don't be offended. We do love the show, and we're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. We'd personally, though, like to thank our producers from Patreon, because without you, this could not be possible. And mm-hmm. we're talking to Jenny and Jen, uh, the OPs, the ones that started mm-hmm. it all, the one that got that ball where they're like, get the fuck rolling ball. You know, that was Jenny and Jen <laughs> that did that. And all the rest of you, we need to, like, randomly pick names every week. And say the <laughs> we should. We should. We should. We really need to do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we but, got a nice email from uh, Jim the other day. That was we really did. Yeah. Encouraging, and we appreciate that. Yeah. And Jim, the only reason we didn't read it on the air is because it kind of felt like it was just kind of a, a note to us. You know what I mean? Jim yeah. knows what we're talking about because he obviously <laughs> he read it <laughs> or wrote it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the only reason we didn't read it because it felt like it was a little bit, you know, just to us. So, but we do appreciate the note. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to hand out some homework assignments. So the yes. first one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Castbox, or however you're listening to this podcast. If it has a rate and review, do it, please. Yeah, and tell two friends about the show. And if you don't like it, tell your great grandparents because oh, they don't know how to do it anyway. Yeah. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. I'm telling you that we have merchandise on there that you can't get from the merch store. So it's worth at least mm-hmm. checking out. You obviously don't have to, but, um, but we would appreciate it. And then you'd be like Jen and Jimmy and everybody think you're awesome. So Jimmy, sorry, Jen and Jim. Not everybody's named Jimmy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. I said Jen and Jimmy. Jenny and Jim. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wow. That's funny. Her name's Jen now, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so check out our Instagram at a very pretty podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. You know, like hypothetically. If the show was going to be late, <laughs> just not that that would ever happen, but hypothetically that that's where you'd see it. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah. Those were last week. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but Hey, it got out. He got out there. So, all right. <laughs> Check out the retro network at the retro network.com. And they're awesome guys. Tech tech understands why, but they're awesome guys. We got a note from one of them this week and, they're just, it's such a good group of people. So we're happy to be a part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our T public merch store. Uh, the link is in the description of this episode. And um, hopefully soon you'll see, uh, see the new shirt coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you, you give us a little tidbit of it? Have you gotten started on it yet or no? I have not. I have not started on it yet, but I will soon. Hopefully 
I don't know. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Let me guess. It's going to be late. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be late. We I'm never just, set just, a date or time. That's so. true, but I'm, ch- All right. I'm just teasing anyways. <laughs> All right. Most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. And Jimmy Klein here is going to tell you which episode to watch next. You're like, what? which one should I watch? Well, Jimmy's going to tell you. Well, you can start on any of them, but we would prefer you to start on season four, episode 22, entitled, You Can't Win Them All, Cindy studies hard and passes a test to appear on a TV quiz show, but an overconfident Bobby does not. Mm. But after she passes, her ego goes out of control. Meanwhile, Mike and Carol make plans for a dinner party. I know that's weird. I know that's strange. <laughs> but they're making plans to have dinner with people. Yes. And they're going to be calling each other, babe, 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 babe. And they, <laughs> have you seen that episode yet? The laughing at stories you've heard 10 times. Tell, tell, tell the story. You know, the one you do, you always tell these. Yeah. Have you seen that famous episode you have of The Office? Uh, the which dinner one? party? It's called no. The Dinner Party. It's like one of the most famous episodes. Oh, yeah, I did. It's, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Was, yeah. <laughs> babe, babe, babe. Anyway. That's the one where, um, uh, where she sees his room for the first time. No, you're talking about Jim and Pam? Yeah. No, no, no. That's no. the dinner party? Oh, no, you're talking about it. Was, it's just Jim, Pam. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's over at um, Michael and Jan's Yeah, Yeah, where condo. she talks about all her perfume. Yeah, <laughs> He's got the, the little tiny TV on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that one. So yeah. awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Anyway, sorry, I got all tangent. Tangent. Yeah, all right. Right. So is that it? You have anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, cool. So how many how many more episodes do we have this season? Uh, looks like I think we only have like two more episodes. Two left. more episodes of the season. Wow. So what will happen yeah. then is we'll go on a brief hiatus, like we always do, mm-hmm. just to rest and recuperate. Usually and it's we'll about a back, month, uh, but we'll let you know on the last episode yeah. of the season. But we'll come we back. We'll return. We'll still be active on, on social media, and like if you ever see me and Tech comment on something, I mean, feel free to friend request us. We're not, we're normal people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for to see whatever. a lot of daily stuff. Tech takes selfies. I post my kids, you know that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> send right. nudes, whatever you want to do, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> all right. So, and if you don't have anything else, I have nope. been Jimmy, and I've been Tech, and this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.